Welcome to the Be Your Own Badass podcast, a show dedicated to helping overwhelmed women stop people-pleasing and learn how to live their life guilt-free for putting themselves first. I'm your host, Sarah Catherine, and it's time to live a life on your terms. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. I am Sarah Catherine, host and self-discovery coach here to bring you another wonderful guest episode. Today, we have an incredibly special guest. We have Carly Ann, who is a self-esteem and relationship coach. And today, we talk about all kinds of topics. And Carly gives incredible advice and insight. A lot of these were questions submitted from you. And so she helps you navigate these questions directly and I think they're all questions that are very relatable that you might be able to either relate to or understand or maybe someone in your life is experiencing this right now but we cover all different types of topics such as navigating being single and finding that establishing that confidence and going through self-discovery when you are single or if you're recently single and you're used to being relationships all the way to navigating being in a relationship and working through some maybe codependency habits and issues that you've had and then of course we hear Carly's insight on her bucket list, what happiness means to her, as well as advice she would give to her younger self. And I just absolutely adore all of her answers to those rapid fire questions. And I cannot wait for you to hear more of the conversation and hear what she has to say. So without further ado, here is Carly. Hi, Carly. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. I'm I am so glad that you are here, been following each other for a while, following your work. I think you're, you do an amazing job and have such amazing advice to give people and support. So I'm really excited that you, to be able to share that with my audience as well. Thank you. You're right. We have actually been following each other a long time, you know. Yeah, we really have. I remember, I mean, I had talked to you about being a guest like a while ago, and then I didn't actually start doing that until recently. So it was like hey remember when we did that yeah like, can we still do that <laughs> absolutely you have, to, you have to wait for the that timing to land right mm -hmm. yeah exactly but now it's good and it's perfect and people are asking questions related to everything you're an expert on and you'll be great I'm excited cool so let's get started first with you know the basic introductory question tell us a bit about yourself who you are what you do all that good stuff Yes, I have to say, this is one of the questions where I always, <laughs> I, I think a few people say this actually, but I never really know where to start, but right. I'm a, I'm a self-esteem and relationship coach. So really the reason I combine the two is because I work with people to improve relationships through self-discovery, so like through getting to know themselves more through particularly healing, attachment, abandonment wounds. So they have a lot of um, anxiety, self-doubt, fear in terms of love, dating relationships, which I don't know that we talk about enough. I feel like sometimes people don't realize that they're not crazy, they're not on their own. It's a real thing. Um, and mm -hmm. the self-esteem, because you know at the core of it, particularly people who really, really struggle with relationships, it's, it's that low self-worth, low self-esteem. Um, so that's what I'm currently, that's my, I keep saying that's like currently this, you know how it is with business, but this current season that I'm in, like that's who I'm helping. 
Um, and it's all really come from, I have got my profession, uh, professional background, you know, I've worked in mental health, substance misuse, psychology, always helping people to change. But honestly, it is really through my my personal experience, which is probably a podcast in itself. Um, <laughs> if I was to put it in a nutshell, it's been a lot of pain um, in terms of very repetitive, painful patterns that I didn't notice until this sort of big awakening, you know, a few years ago. So a lot of anxiety and love, a lot of chasing, a lot of avoiding secure people, just insecurity, actually. Mm. Um, and and my self-worth was on the floor, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how it is, it sort of comes together. I think some of the, I think some of the greatest uh, people out there, chain, like su- supporting people, helping people, is people that have got that personal experience. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I personally would rather work with someone that has gone through something similar so they can either relate or empathize so much easier than if someone who maybe not as familiar with the actual like emotion and, and the experience and, you know, all the things that come with it. Cause it can be, of course, people can still help, but there's just that extra layer of almost trust, I feel, that you can build with someone when you have that background. That's and, it. and I love like, this is and like obviously we we both do self-discovery very similarly but like what I love about self-discovery is just like what you said it all kind of comes down to that even the confidence and self-esteem like everything kind of comes down to that core where if you don't have that it's just going to stem into other symptoms whether it's in relationship patterns or people pleasing or anything like that like it all kind of comes down to that core and i I just love that about it. <laughs> it does. I feel like at some point we've all had that question over us and no matter how much self-discovery you do, it's still there, which is that like, who am I? Yeah. You know, and and that's what it is. And then beyond that, it's it's actually that just discovering that for me, I see it as discovering that like secure, worthy self that's within us. Um, it's just inside us. We don't have to go anywhere. It's It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a rediscover. Rediscover. That's <laughs> like... actually what I what my program is, rediscover yourself. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Comes together, doesn't it? It does, it does. Cool. Um, so like I mentioned to you before we started recording, we have a lot of questions that came from Instagram and submissions on from my email subscribers. So that's what a lot of these are going to be. So if you're listening and you submitted something, we're probably going to be answering that today. Don't worry. <laughs> but so I thought, were, I thought they were your questions and it makes so much more now that I obviously asked you, it makes so much more sense now that I realized they're coming up. Oh, that's such a wide range. Really had a Yes, it here. is it is a very wide range. Um okay. Yeah, if it was just me, it'd probably have more of a, but like so many came in, I can't, and they're all good. So I couldn't just like, you know, pick and choose, but I think, yeah, I think, I think they'll be good. So let's start off with the first one on here. It's how do you stop yourself from feeling bad when everyone around you is getting engaged? So I kind of tried to cat, like start with like, you know, navigating being single and then into more of the relationship habits. So we'll start, we'll start with that one. Mm. So the, the first thing I actually notice about that is if you actually just look at the wording like when everyone around you is getting engaged I'm almost certain everyone (laughs) is not getting engaged I know they're not I'm not getting engaged it might seem like it that they are but if you really are willing to look and you're really willing to 
let another idea come through, you might be willing to see and able to see that not everyone is. Um, So I firstly think that that's really, really key. I always like we've got to point out the language. There's a lot of people and it might be that you're, Mm -hmm. you know, the last single one in the group or whatever Um, that can happen. And I think at that stage, it always depends, I'm going to say this a lot, probably, it does always depend on the person opposite. But I think firstly, don't dismiss any disappointment, any feelings that come up, it is really normal. And we hear that a lot, that normalizing, that's kind of a blanket across everything, always normalize first. Uh, And then I think really, you have to train yourself, like you have to train yourself to, to choose happiness for others first. So once that initial thought has come in to then seek out why it's great for them. One of my clients said recently, uh, she went on holiday on her own and she said that there was a point where she was on a, in a restaurant um, and she noticed, you know, that, that it, there was a few couples there and it was quite romantic and she just switched it to be like, you know, I can't wait until I feel that too. Mm. Like I'm going to have that as well. And we don't have a huge choice in that moment. There isn't some big secret apart from find happiness for them. Believe it will come for you. If you have to remind yourself what you see isn't reality. Like mm-hmm. we know that as well. And um, there's a few different things, but re- I really what you're doing is feeling the feeling, challenging the belief that you have and getting excited like that it's gonna happen for you too. You know, we've got to switch the stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, you don't know like the whole story because every every relationship's different. The act of getting engaged isn't necessarily a symbol of they're extremely happy. Like you don't you don't know what's going on beyond that too. So and it, it's such an expansive feeling, and it's such a skill to be able to to feel excited for them, like genuinely to consider Mm -hmm. that this is their path and you're just simply on a different path. And for me personally as well, I always get like that bit excited. I I see it a bit like, oh, wow, like I get this freedom of like being single, like the the really good part. I believe that I'm in my 30s. I think these are great years to be single. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's unique. I feel like it's a gift. There's something really special about it. And because um, self-discovery, right? What a decade to do your self-discovery. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I've only just thought of that, actually, as that, that came, as I said that. Um, so I, I see it as I get this time and I get what they've got. Like, how amazing. Mm. Um, but no, it's not always going to work like that. But I think for the most part, I trained myself. I remember there must have been a time I felt like everyone I saw on the tube was in a couple yeah and um something that I did that I find really useful and you can do it wherever you are if you are feeling like there's couples everywhere is look for people that are also on their own and Mm. and you'll find them you'll see them yeah yeah it's that that whole aspect of you know whatever you focus on is what you're going to see and that's it it, isn't it there's so much more out there than just than just that vision definitely I like that I like that too yeah cool um then so for I mean, you kind of answered this one, but if you have anything else, my follow-up for that one was how do you navigate moments where you have trouble feeling content with being single? So it's not necessarily like everyone around you is getting engaged or everyone else around. Like it's just the act of being 
the, the not necessarily the act, but the stage in life where you are single and learning to get comfortable with that if you're struggling with something like that. Yeah, and I guess it's also it might be those moments where you can't like flip the script, you know, yeah. um, and it just it's just getting you whether you you've been more triggered that day or whatever it might be. So I see it in kind of two ways because I do see it in terms of that like the almost like the long term being single how do I come to terms with that how do I enjoy this and then I see it in those um just like those little moments where it hits you they're almost Mm -hmm. like two different things because you have to come to terms with it on a whole and then no matter how much you come to terms with it on a come to terms with it it's like it's something awful isn't it (laughs) (laughs) come to terms with it it's how we see it is we see it as like this awful thing like I'm single um but yeah I mean that that is what we have been made to like conditioned to think and feel um so there is though there is um there is becoming okay with it and accepting it on that bigger scale and then Mm -hmm. there's those little moments where no matter how okay with it no matter how you're in this like happy single bubble and you love it and you can still have those moments so if I have the moments where I'm struggling to navigate it and I feel like you know people will say like it's a Friday night or it's a Sunday and that's when it really hits them yeah again there's obviously like quite similar things but I always will just allow myself to feel whatever I feel without Mm -hmm. any judgment and I'll always talk to that part of me because there's different parts of us there's a part of me that you know wants to be single forever there's a part of me that is afraid to be in a relationship there's a part of me that only wants to be in a relationship you know it's that conflict is okay and so I completely acknowledge that conflict and I truly believe that it's going to happen I just don't know when, I don't know how. So I'll sort of remind myself of that. If I need a bit of connection, I need some, like there's connection around me. I can spend time, in my, if I, I'm feeling lonely, I can spend time with yeah. friends. I might take an act to, um, am I doing enough? If, if I want to be in a relationship that much, have I been on a date? Am I on the mm. app? Am I, am I flirting? Am I doing the things to get a date and to, mm-hmm. to reach out and meet? Am I saying yes to things? Mm. Um, so it's those kind of conversations with myself, you know, but it's always that I say it all the time. It sounds a bit like a broken record. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I give it to myself that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And like releasing that need to feel in control of it because it's so much out of your control. But that's like when, you know, anxiety and everything, at least for me, when something's out of my control, that's the danger zone for my anxiety to spike because I always feel like I need to have a firm grasp of what's going on in my life. But that is something that is so you can only do so much, just like what you said. You can you can, you can go on dates, you can talk to people, all that kind of stuff. But after a certain point, there's only so much you can do. So, yeah, that, that can definitely be... Yeah. Uh, something to do too yeah and I've I've got a you know a whole sort of toolbox of grounding and centering and and music I can turn to and a film that I'll love and things to support me in those moments if it if it's a real struggle it hasn't been that way for a while I have to say uh, but there certainly have been those those times but just a long long time ago I decided that because on the flip side I'm also not willing to settle I'm also, you know, so I decided a long time ago that I'm willing for it to take time and 
I decided that in the meantime, I, I cannot give up my happiness. And that's something I love to help people with is to navigate through those times and just to hold on to your happiness at, at all times. And, and there's so much out there for you, you know, there's yeah. more, you're more than a relationship. You really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those, those tools, those like grounding and, and the exercise or whatever you need, that that's all part of that self-discovery portion, like learning what works well for you. Cause it's, it's like the, it's like someone who has a morning routine. It might not work well for some other people, you know, some, something simple like that. It's, it's, it's the testing, the adjusting, the learning, and, and then you'll have that toolbox, just like what you said, to be able to approach those moments and, and give yourself more grace in that way and be able to move forward. And that's one of the things I adore working with people around is starting to create these little parts of their life that they've either like neglected or ignored because they've, you know, prioritized this relationship. Um, Mm. But they haven't met anyone yet, um, but it's still this priority and everything they do is for this, this person in the future. And, and actually, whether it's like business, whether it's your environment, whatever it might be, like what brings you joy, um, start figuring that out can be, yes, yeah, it's, it's happiness, you know, it leads you towards what makes you feel good. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So on to the next question from Instagram. This one's a big one. How do you show yourself genuine love and appreciation after a life of doing the opposite? Mm. So it's more in the self-love realm. Yeah. And I think, I, look, the amazing thing is, is to be asking yourself that question means that something's already woken up inside. Mm. So you've already come off of autopilot. And yeah. that's the bit that when you're on autopilot, when it's when it's under the radar, and you're just living from it. But this person is like waking up from it. So I imagine firstly, keep doing whatever it is you've started doing because something's working to be asking that question. Mm -hmm. I work a lot, like I've I've already touched on it already, with introducing people to the different parts of you. Mm. I think it's really important not to try and get rid of or be mean to or just hush, you know, just hush that inner critic is what you hear people say. Like you you might use it, sorry. Um, but, um, it's, there's something about it where it's like, you know, that part of you, that inner critic, that fear, it has learned along the way to protect you and to protect you fiercely. And it's that part of you, it's just living in the past somewhere really. And it's been Mm -hmm. told these things and it still believes them. And to be honest with you, there's not a huge amount you can do. It's still going to be there telling you, no, you're not good enough, even when you've done all the work in the world. Mm -hmm. So I believe it's learning to quieten it. And, and live with it and become the parent to that voice and just take it out of the, the driver's seat. Um, and then then you're going to, it's all of the ways that you treat yourself. It's all of the ways that you talk to yourself. People quite often know these methods and strategies, but the, they struggle with them because they don't feel it yet. But I still don't believe mm. it yet. But yeah. honestly, my, my advice is don't stop just because you don't feel it yet. Just believe that it is happening under the surface and you're going to have these moments where you just go oh like I responded so much better than I would have done in the past or oh my god Mm -hmm. I just set a boundary like trust that it's happening keep Mm -hmm. speaking to yourself treating yourself like you would someone you love sometimes you're going to have a tough day 
that's okay. I don't, there's days like first day of my period, I don't even try and challenge <laughs> myself out, you know? Yeah, I, exactly. I don't even try and challenge it. <laughs> so I'm sure there's lots more as well. Yeah, I I am so glad you said that about the inner credit because I say the same exact thing. Like, have you read the book? Um, anyone who listens to this is probably I probably sound like a broken record, but the book "Playing Big" by Tara Moore at all? I have you read heard that book? Of it. Oh my gosh, I no, I feel I like it's it. just this this slightly unknown gift of a book in the self help world. But I highly recommend. Like, she talks her first chapter is inner critic. And she does, she talks about exactly the same thing you said, how we can't like fully silence it. We can't, it's going to always be there in some way or another. So it's a way of like either naming it or navigating it. Like, like, cause like you said, it's a part of it's, I would just be repeating everything you said at this point, but in she, and it's similar to how you said different parts of you, she teaches you how to connect with your inner mentor instead. So in those moments, right. And so in those moments, she says, well, when, when you're in a critic is really loud, it really wants your attention, try and like talk to it and calm it down and then turn towards your inner mentor, because that is the side of you that like knows what's best in that situation and will guide you towards what you actually want rather than from fear so that's I just had to mention that because that is one of the favorite things playing big um but I feel I thought I had it here but her name is Tara T-A-R-A and then more M-O-H-R but it's like a stepping into a your it's pretty much confidence and leadership for women kind of a yeah it's fantastic so highly recommend it I recommend it everyone I talk to (laughs) We've all got them. got them. Right. So still kind of on the single one before we start transitioning more towards like navigating through relationships is what do you recommend if you're someone who has navigated being single when usually you're in relationships? So you have that string and a lot of it probably still ties into what we've talked before. But if you're someone who hasn't been single for a while and you've been in either one long relationship or multiple relationships like that adjustment period what, what would you recommend for something like that at my core I feel like it has to be like I know we say it but like self-worth that you are enough there's got to be this I don't know who's going to walk into your life and I'm I never want to stand in the way of love uh, but there is something here where I would say go against your instincts to jump into a relationship, um, go against your instincts to to need whoever it is that's probably is likely you are going to attract someone if you're always in relationships. Yeah. And if it is, I don't know if it does feel like it's the real thing, um, then somehow still be, still prioritize time on your own because what you probably need to do is learn how to spend time on your own, be around your own thoughts, get to know what you like as a person, get to know what you don't like as a person, and absolutely know that you can be on your own and you are still as worthy as you have ever, ever been. It obviously really depends on this person, but they're usually the yeah. the, the kind of areas, aren't they? But I feel it. I feel it's so strong for people who it must be terrifying, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I was 
lucky that when I did go through that breakup I talked of it at 29 the reason I had stayed in it was a fear of being on my own mm-hmm. um, but I have been single before my pattern has always been to have like quite a big gap of being single yeah. um, and once you've done that obviously you have that strength of knowing you can do it yeah. and I imagine it's really hard and it's really tempting to to jump into something you know, yeah. to yeah. have that void filled, basically, you're going to have to, you're just going to have to feel the pain of whatever it is, loneliness, uh, feeling, I, I don't know what feeling it is, but you can yeah. I promise you're strong enough to feel it. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. And plus the more, I mean, personally, my own, I, I also had more long stretches in, of single between, between relationships in the past. I'm currently with a partner who I love very much, but before that was actually the shortest amount of time I was single between relationships. But that like period of getting to know yourself, again, we go back to self-discovery, of course, just helped me also just be a better partner and learn how I needed to communicate like by myself. Like I learned a lot of that stuff on my own and what I needed in the relationship. And that helped me, I believe, to be a better partner once he did appear in my life. So that has a lot of value too in, in those ways as well. That's the thing. And I would say as well, just because, you know, I've really, really seen people like we're talking way beyond all you you need to get through through a night of like feeling lonely. It's like it takes over their whole body. I cannot be on my own. I need someone like it's a whole physical thing. So don't be afraid to get help, a coach, therapy, join a a, a group, you know, those kind of things, Um, because it's a whole body experience and I totally understand why it can feel easier to jump in a relationship or get into a relationship because sometimes if people struggled with relationships to that extent I don't know about this person but for Mm -hmm. some um it can lead to really really destructive behaviors so get help if that's the case Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. I'm really glad you said that because there's just so much value like I mean, I've even had the the tendency to like be a huge proponent for therapy and coaches, of course, but um, but in the moment, it's hard to know when like in yourself, it's a good time to reach out for the extra support. But yeah. it's it's so valuable to know that like that option is there. You don't have to do it alone and there's someone that can support you. And it just it's just so valuable. It's so impactful. And yeah, yes, I'm I've really glad you brought mental, that up. Yeah, because I've worked in mental health a long time and I can't tell mm-hmm. you how many people I've worked with where the like sort of assessment periods where they're going through a breakup and they're extremely low with very dark thoughts at those mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Um so definitely not for, I'm not saying that's this person by any means, whoever <laughs> asked the question. Um but yeah. So on a more I'd say this is a lighter note. Um, how how do you tell someone you like them if you've been friends forever? So kind of navigating you're interested in someone that you're really good friends with and you're interested in pursuing that next level. Yeah, it makes so much sense now that I know that someone asks this question because I thought, oh, I thought it was your question. I thought that's very specific. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I am, I am in a relationship. I'm good. <laughs> but yes, this was submitted by someone else. <laughs> Makes so much sense. Oh, it's such a difficult one. It is one. I know you can say this about everything, but look, can you ask the question again? 
yeah how how do you tell someone you like them if you've been friends forever there's no big secret because she's not saying shall I tell them Mm -hmm. or he they're saying how do I tell them I don't have a really easy way but I can tell you it is with words and it doesn't have to be a big thing and I would say regulate yourself as much as you possibly can I mean I guess if you can be on your own, um, if it's a mess, I don't know how they communicate already. I don't know if they spend yeah. time on their own, like if yeah. there's a convenient time, or you, then I'm guessing there's something. Um, so for anyone who's in that that position, dependent on how you communicate at the moment, or you've got time on their own, and I'm assuming they're single and, and all of these things, um, got to bite the bullet and know and have no expectations and just from the off know that what you are doing is whatever the outcome is so so powerful and it might be that it has the most amazing outcome or it might be that you can finally move on um because you know you've been friends forever and I don't know some people can decide it's not worth it um but if the feelings are there you, you're not just friends anyway do you know what yeah, I mean you're that's not true anyway. <laughs> um for, for this person anyway so it'd be different at some point some something will have to shift um so yeah you're just gonna have to find that convenient space it can be a message you know it can be and I always think like introduce it with I'm gonna say something that is really difficult to say and I've got no expectations on you. Um, this is why I'm saying it and, and just keep it regulated, keep it as calm as possible mm-hmm. and, well, just congratulate yourself. Whatever happens, plan a celebration afterwards because that is one of the bravest things to do. I was going to say the same thing. It, it takes a lot of courage to, <laughs> to take that step and, and take that risk, you know, but it's a no matter what happens, you'll get closure on that you know because otherwise I feel like you'd be in a limbo almost of sorts with being friends and them not knowing and it's it's, it's good to communicate that if that's something that you, that you've wanted for a bit you know exactly and a lot of people have that story of telling someone and it's yeah. gone you know I, I don't want to be that um, have you seen he's just not that into you and it's like the, everyone's got that story where they know someone um, but they yeah. do. and or I know people where it's gone the other way but how just just it's so brave and yeah. let us know let us know <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> oh man and this I think was from the same person actually but how can you tell if you're on the right path when you have feelings for someone so for example do you continue to focus on yourself or pursue after someone when you have no idea if they like you so yeah this is the same person but just kind of navigating beforehand you know she's got no idea or he or she is a she she's got no idea if they come back I feel like for this person just from through what's coming through and I guess for anyone like you are on the path for your, if you are fully on the path for yourself, but at the end of the day, if this is standing in the way of you potentially mm. meeting someone else or something else, or it's stopping you from fully feeling calm and yourself and, and everything like that, you're constantly kind of wanting to know where they are or whatever. You've got to give yourself the opportunity to, to end it sounds wrong, but start the next chapter 
Mm-hmm. You know, so however that is, there has to be like a new, it sounds like for her to be asking these questions, there needs to be like a new chapter now. So mm-hmm. I, I, my gut says have the conversation. It sounds like she's naturally getting there to have that conversation. Um, yeah. But the journey to self-discovery in terms of that part, that never ends, that never stops. That's always the option. Correct. Definitely. You know, that's always the option. And then pursuing someone, I wouldn't say to keep pursuing. It sounds like it's take if it's taken up enough of your time, headspace, feelings, potential partners or whatever, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be chasing or pursuing, and especially when you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I feel like there was a time in my like, cause when, you know, when you're younger, you, like, like teenager and stuff, you have those crushes and stuff and you never have rarely have those conversations, but just like, as personally, as I was getting older, I, I couldn't handle that like limbo stage of just having the feelings and it not going anywhere. It was, it became more and I became more and more difficult to deal with. And I think it's just because just like you said, like another chapter needs to start in one way or another, other else you're kind of just in that limbo and that's tough that's tough to deal with that's the thing because with in this might not be this person but in some situations this is this can be a really sort of common scenario of of putting someone on a pedestal or daydreaming about someone and idealizing something and it's a way of actually having to avoid a a relationship of moving Mm. on of finding some I don't know it could be whatever but it's quite it can be a very common avoidant tactic I like Mm. this person so much move on and Mm. if you are having those daydreaming tendencies that probably shows up in quite a few areas in some ways Mm. when you're living more in your mind than in reality yeah and that that can be also precarious if you do actually because then if you're having someone on again not saying it's this person but if you do have that person on a pedestal and if it does turn into something the reality of humans <laughs> you've got a lot going there's so much more to it than than the idea you have of someone in your head so that can be a tricky situation too after if you idealize someone for a while and you don't do anything about it and it does happen or something and then you have to navigate what what you thought about a person and then what the person actually is and of course that comes in with any relationship but it's got to be tougher if you've if you've been focusing on it in that way for so long absolutely and especially if you've had if you've had your eye on someone because the the chance star there's a lot about that person you probably do you being in a romantic relationship with someone is always very different to any other relationship and the the self-discovery process continues in the relationship with each other and with yourself like constantly like I like I said been with my partner for almost four years and and when we moved in together that we learned so much more about each other not just our habits just like we spend so much more time together we've been able to learn so much more about each other it's brought us together even more but there's always going to be you don't always know everything about yourself or another person it changes it develops it comes out like it's definitely ongoing like that for sure oh yeah it's definitely a lifelong journey from a different person who submitted this is how do you recommend healing from old codependency traits or habits while still in a relationship so I guess this person is going Mm -hmm. to be like currently in a, a I guess I could say healthier relationship I can't assume but they're dealing with some old, more unhealthy codependency or whatever what they're experiencing before, but currently in a relationship as well. Yeah. And so I'm assuming it's showing up in mm. the current relationship. And I always think, well, I always say and know that 
if you can get the partner on board with you, it's absolutely going to be an easier process. Um, and that means getting them on board in terms of I'm going to be doing this kind of work. It means also getting them on board in terms of I'm not going to get this. I don't know what the dynamics are here, but knowing yeah. that you're not going to get it perfect, you know, mm. and you both need to have that understanding that remember with codependency, codependency, we're talking about like trauma response, yeah. you know, a lot of the time it's very deep pain and wounds and mm-hmm. when they're triggered and, and that comes up in whatever ways it does, it can be much easier to navigate when you've got the support of a partner that can hold that space. And they, they can't just yeah. mind read and, and know what that yeah. that looks like. You've got to sort of come up with that together and you don't get to decide what way it goes either because it does have to suit them as well. We see a yeah. lot of people um, need to do this because otherwise my anxiety is like this and that and and that doesn't work because people don't want to feel controlled, you know, yeah. in, in, within a relationship. So I think firstly, if you can have that that honest conversation and get them them involved, and like I say, no, you've got to meet yourself where you are and know that you're not going to get it right all the time. And um, really, I. I do a lot of body work with people. So I talk a lot about um, really get to know what emotions is it for you, the leading emotion that you're working on and the leading triggers for that. That's Mm. really where you're starting so that you can be ready for those triggers, know what the emotion is and where you feel that emotion in your body. Um, I'm always looking at that kind of feedback loop of what are the triggers? How does that make you feel? What are the sensations in your body? Where do you feel that what stories are attached to that so that you know to expect wow it's that they're you know going out of the weekend they're going to leave me I'm not good enough whatever it might be Mm -hmm. um really know them know them in absolute detail keep diaries keep records get really clear on that cycle Mm -hmm. um and then you can start and start to bring in how you're going to feel how you wish to feel behave and think in those moments as much as possible you know fast forward to that in your mind and imagine how you want to be I think that's really powerful but as you and I have said already creating that that um individual life for yourself back to the basics of what you like what you don't like who you are what lights you up a bit of time on your own even just a little bit of time on your own here and there um connecting with people and the grounding the techniques uh, the self-love the centering I can't like talk about regulating yourself enough which is why you need to know the cycle of being dysregulated and mm-hmm. then learn the power of regulating your body like bringing it to the here and now and letting it know we're safe yeah you know? definitely a tiny little like outline of the kind of work that I do is, is basically yeah. that really yeah and, and I think and, and correct me if I'm wrong but I would feel like, I don't know, if I, if I was the partner experiencing this, I would like to know um, if you're, if you have a supportive partner who wants to like work together, I think it's fair for them to know. It might be unfair even that they don't know what you're going through. Cause then I don't know, even if it's not codependency, if you're struggling with anything that may involve the other person or may cause you to either react in certain ways or they can't read exactly what you said, they can't read your mind. 
it's so you don't know where maybe their response to what you did came from you don't know if there's just a a misunderstanding there so I just feel like that's of course communication is clearly a humongous part of relationships like that's that's like almost pretty much everything and but at the same time like they need so they need to know that and it'll just if they are a supportive you know partner that want to, wants to help you grow, wants to grow with you, wants to like has that long, like has your best interests in mind as well. I personally, in my experience, it only brings you closer also on top of all of that with all of those factors in place. And if that's not the response that you get, that can be really scary, especially for someone who's codependent, yeah. but it will give you that insight if you're able and willing to see it um to who you're who you're dealing with but you know if they don't get that positive response it's very possible that people will not bother doing the work yeah because it's and it's important to know too what does that mean for them yeah yeah exactly definitely so on just the last few questions these ones were ones for this one was one for me I kind of asked this for everyone but in regards to um, everything that you teach, everything we've talked about, what was the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Something that, you know, has stuck with you when it comes to either self-discovery, self-confidence, or like in relationships, any of those topics. Just, And I know it's kind of a big question, but <laughs> is there a piece of advice that's like stuck with you, you know, and that you kind of re- revert back to sometimes? I think there's two that come to mind when we when we talk about this. The first one for me is this idea, and I'm currently rereading this book, which is funny, maybe that's why it's on my mind, but I, I feel like it would be the answer. But I remember realizing that everyone, oh, the book is Lovability. And I remember realizing that um, everyone is enough everyone is lovable we were born that way and that's the absolute when we talk about self that's the absolute foundation and so I remember that I don't I think I might have had this realization before and then read the book and it topped it up you know Mm -hmm. and um, I remember thinking so if everyone is lovable and everyone's enough and that's what I tell all my clients I've been doing this work why on earth would that not include you why in the Mm -hmm. whole world would you not be included in that if you believe that everyone's born enough and that realization was something for me like of course it includes me too there's no reason it wouldn't include me as well that we're we're all enough from and then I all of this stuff happens um so sometimes it's that like if I'm triggered now if whatever it is it's going back to that enoughness lovable those kind of things absolute basis of anything the the other thing for me was actually um a breakthrough when it came to moving away from people who were unavailable and towards people that are secure Mm. and this was in a therapy session and um I happened to be dating these two people, one that were literally like one day each, I think. And one was like, seemed to be that typical unavailable. And one was that mm. typical, uh, was like secure. And I was like, oh, like, what's this? And um, it was amazing to have had these two people to date because my therapist said like, well, what's the main difference between them? And it was that I could set a boundary with the secure one and I couldn't set a boundary with the unavailable one and from then I always know now if I find it easy to set a boundary you're probably available and secure and if I don't if I struggle to set a boundary that's a big old red flag for me oh definitely Um, really really always stuck with me it's it's 
if I can't set a boundary or there's this sudden like I don't want to it's like what's going on here you know so Mm -hmm. that's something to always look out for I think oh those are both so good that is (laughs) so good I love all of that Oh, and before I get into the rapid fire questions that I have, um, how can people find you if they want to connect? Like, what's the best way? I think the best way is Instagram. I love Instagram. So, yeah, I love it. Um, So that is Carly.an underscore. Um, And then perhaps on my podcast, Lessons in Love. So it's very, um, it's got guests similar to yours, but, and it's very much about that, um, if I just want people to know that you're not crazy, you're not too much, you're not needy. Um, mm-hmm. It's very much around like attachments and things like that. Awesome. And I'll have those linked in the show notes. So if anyone wants to go to your Instagram or listen to your podcast, I'll definitely include that. Okay. So rapid fire questions. I ask these for all of my guests. It's just going okay. to be, I'll ask the question. It doesn't have to be like fast, you know, but it's, um, it's just whatever comes to mind first. And it doesn't have to be like one word. It's just, you know, what is your first response to it if that makes sense so cool the first question is what does happiness mean to you do you know what with happiness as well happiness is at the core of like everything I do it's the first thing for me it was like I remember, like I said to you earlier I was like, I'm not going to give my happiness away mm. um but really what it does mean and I know like I'm not even sure this is helpful but it is just that it's just what makes me feel good what makes mm. me feel good what but that not just like happy is in that high, mm-hmm. but like that soul fed feeling. And I think you really know when it's happiness, if it's like, yeah, like you perhaps when it is on your own, it's like this deeper soul feeling in your stomach. And I always describe it as like, it's those moments where I feel like I want to live forever. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, I want this moment to last forever. Um, and it's just a deep feeling and I love it. And I think, you know, sometimes you get it more, more often than others. And it's just so good when those moments, when you feel really grounded and you're like, this is good and it comes and goes, but if you get it from time to time, I'm sorry, but I'm just glad you said that because I, I, I personally, it's tough because you want other people to, you know, be happy. That's why we do what we do. But at the same time, it's really important to remember that it is like, it's an emotion. It's a feeling it's going to come, it's going to go, it's going to fluctuate. So like striving for that place of happiness is not necessarily like the only goal. It's just, you know, part of making sure to bring more of it into your life almost and just recognize when you have it and what brings it. So I'm, I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah. And that's why I talk about the soul feeling, because mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know if I did have that, like the soul, like, because now when I get out, I know this is I'm connected to my soul. And a lot of the time, like I know the activities and things to do and how to get there. I do think like maybe before 29, I don't really I remember being happy as in highs, but I don't remember that soul feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And then number two is what's one thing on your bucket list that you can't wait to do? I love it. Um, okay, so I've got two things niggling away at the moment. Okay. One is, so it's not on my bucket list, this one's just like a niggle, um, is I think I've got to do a salsa class or something. It won't go Ooh. away. I'm not like a dancer, It won't, but it won't go away. So that's on the list of like 
this is niggling away just why would you not do it yeah um, but bucket list is 100% like a calling to go to Bali on my own oh I think. yes I think on my own at least a period on my own there um whenever I can at the moment it's I it's not practical given the world um so yeah. when that's open to me and I believe in timing so that's all good um but yeah to go to Bali have you been I have not but people close to me have and it just looks absolutely incredible it looks life-changing <laughs> I believe it is Most but definitely. Yes, I, I um highly recommend the the ballroom dance like the salsa lessons I actually did that because that was also on my list um like after I graduated high school I just randomly was like let's just sign up for some me and my like close friend did and it was so much fun it was you know no pressure no expectations we just learned on various different ballroom dances and it was fun I definitely recommend that life doesn't it just like being able to do that it's like that's a brave thing I think (laughs) yeah it's and you also meet people when you're there too who are also just like having fun and and learning together and all different skill levels yeah definitely happen yeah. <laughs> and then last question is if you could give your younger self one main piece of advice what would it be it would be and funny enough I put this on my Instagram this morning so it must be on my mind um <laughs> don't chase you mm-hmm. don't need to chase it's okay to like go for things and move towards things but you don't have to chase something that is clearly there's no balance there all your energy is going out to it. And if there's absolutely nothing going back, and I'm talking about people, um, don't chase people. It's soul destroying. You don't need to. And yeah, that would be what, what I would say to her. Like you, you're just enough. You don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually thought she believed and Maybe I would say you can't change people's minds. (laughs) That's a bit, those are huge. Those are both just huge. And like, yeah, I, that's a fantastic way to end everything we've been talking about. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap everything up? No, that was amazing. I think when we're talking about like soul fed happiness, these kind of conversations really lead me there. Yeah, I, yeah I, I've adored everything that we've been talking about today, all of your advice and everything, and I'm really looking forward to sharing it with all of my listeners and having them hear everything too. But yeah, everyone make sure to follow Carly on Instagram and connect with her as well as listen to her podcast. But otherwise, thank you so much, Carly. I'm so glad you were able to do this. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Do you have a question that you'd like answered on the Be Your Own Badass podcast? Go to sarahcatherine.com slash badassquestion to submit your question, get featured on air, and receive specific advice to help you. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time.